This morning, I want to talk to you for just a little bit about the subject, change my mind. Change my mind. Um, Here's a few statements for you. The Chicago Cubs are the best team in baseball. Change my mind. (laughs) I didn't hear too many clapping on that one. Okay. Yeah. Generic Doritos from Aldi do not taste like regular Doritos. Change my mind. There's just no comparison. Um, not that there's anything wrong with them. I grew up on them, but there's just no comparison to taste. Uh, let's see. Dogs are better than cats. Change my mind. Sorry, you cat lovers. Steak is better than a veggie burger. Duh. <laughs> You don't have to change my mind on that. You know, everybody knows that, pretty much. Uh, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player to ever live. Change my mind. You can't do it. can't change my mind on that. All you LeBron lovers out there. Okay? I can go on and on because my mind, in my mind, these things are true and would take a lot of convincing to change my mind. You can try and try and try. It's probably not going to happen. The mind this morning. Did you know got a little slide here. The average width of the human head is six to seven inches. Mine might be bigger. It says average. Okay. Six to seven inches is the average width of the human head. Um, and you think about that, it's not very big, but there's a lot that goes on between that six or seven inches. A lot. And every day we have battles that we face in our minds. We have an enemy that is trying to attack our minds every single day, almost every hour of every single day. Uh, We have this battle going on, and that small amount of space can make us or break us if if we're not following what God has for us. In Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 17, if you want to turn there, a lot of you guys are going to be familiar with this story. Um, but I want to just point out one, one verse in here as we go through it, Luke 15, 11 through 17. And starting in 11, it says, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. And verse 17 right here is where, when he finally came to his senses, or where he changed his mind, he said to himself, at home even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. He changed his mind. He came to his senses And he realized that I don't belong here. This is not where I'm supposed to be. And he changed his mind. The devil knew how to attack him. He had deceived him into believing that he needed all the money so he could go live this wild life and chase after things that he wanted to chase after. And the devil will use whatever he can to attack your mind. It's not going to be just common things that you think about. He will get at you exactly in a way that he knows will upset you, that will make you start battling things in your mind. He doesn't play fair. You guys understand that? He is here to destroy you guys. Whatever gets your mind gets you. 
And he understands that our mind is our greatest asset. So he's going to come at you with everything that he has every single day. Satan's desire is to conquer and control your thought life and then make it a place from which he can war against God. If he can just get a foothold in there, just open the door a little bit, he's going to start attacking your mind. It's really quiet in here today. I'm going to need more help than this. Genesis 3. We all need to remember that Adam and Eve got in trouble in the most perfect place on earth. The Garden of Eden. You're not going to find a better environment to do what God wants you to do and for your mind to be in the right place in the Garden of Eden. But how did it happen? Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals and the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. They were deceived. The devil messed with their mind. And just put that thought in there, and they ran with it. I want to tell you guys something this morning. When God saved you, He gave you the mind of Christ. That is your new mind. You have the mind of Christ. When you turn your life over to Jesus and say, come and live in my heart, your mind is like his now, or it should be. We are a new creation, right? 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. The old is gone, the new is here. Again, the old is gone and the new is here. I'm not supposed to act like I used to because I'm not the same anymore since Jesus came into my heart and my mind. I'm not the same anymore. Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You decided to repent and turn from your old ways. Um, as Pastor Mark Shell used to say, you've stopped your stinking thinking. When I was putting this together, I, I went back and listened to that. Whew. You stop your stinking thinking when you come to the Lord. So my question is, if you've been saved, what are you doing without the mind of Christ? Why do you not have the mind of Christ when we're walking around as Christians? Instead, we're listening to the enemy and letting him take root between our ears. When we came to Jesus, we're seeking a change of mind. And we're saying we're ready to pivot. We're ready to pivot and change directions in our life. When you felt that conviction in your heart to go to the altar or wherever you were, where you at home, whatever it was, you felt that tugging of the Holy Spirit and says, I don't want to live like this anymore. I need help. And Jesus was right there to offer you that help. And you turn from what you used to do. But I'm afraid just by seeing things, feeling things, myself included, that we don't even know what repentance is in it anymore when we look at churches in America. True repentance. 
Where's the change? Do we look different from everybody else that doesn't have Jesus? Most of us are walking around in a life that seems defeated. It's truth. We walk around having more bad days as Christian than good days. There I go again. And it comes down to it's because we can't pay the price of taking up our cross daily and renewing our mind daily to the things of God. We just can't do it. So we walk around defeated. We walk around with our hurt and our baggage and everything else that Jesus died to take away from us. Some of you guys may say it's too hard to renew my mind every single day. It's too hard to stay in my word every single day. It's too hard to communicate with God every single day. Do you get up and go to work every day? Do you train at your job to advance and do better every day? We have something far more important than our jobs waiting on us on the other side. So why aren't we training for that? Why aren't we walking like we have victory in our lives? Why aren't we getting up with a hunger and a passion to say, God, I want more of you today. Renew my mind. I don't want to hear anything the enemy has to say to me. I want to be with you. I want to start my day with you. I want to end my day with you. Why can't we do that? Why can't we discipline ourselves to do that? Why can't we change our mind? We need an extreme change of mind in our lives as we become holy. There's another word. Be ye holy for I am holy. So much so that it affects our behavior. We should want to walk around different. And take a stand for God no matter where we're at. And I'm speaking for the men. We're cowering down. We are not a presence in the world as Christian men. You can give me dirty looks if you want. It's just the truth. And it starts in our home with us. And and goes to our family. Where are we at? As men, as leaders. Some of us in here this morning need to come to the realization that we need to get this thing turned around in our lives now or we're going to lose our future and our family's future. We need to get things turned around and change our mind, change that mindset. Anybody know what this is? Xbox One controller. Now, I don't play as near as often as I used to, but I still have it. Uh, I've passed it along to my son now. But here's why some of us have such a hard time with change my mind. And this battle goes on daily with the enemy. When you play, if you want to put that picture up there. All right, a little 2K. All my 2K players. Yeah, three of you over there. When you play these games, all right, stay with me. You guys trust me? I'm going to go somewhere with this. When you guys play these games, there are settings in these games that most gamers will change to benefit them right off the bat. Okay. They will go in and change some of these settings. Not so much these right here, but this is the best picture I could find. Um, but you can go in there and you can change settings like, you know, I want to make more shots. So I'm going to increase the shots going in capability. So you can change all these things and get everything just how you want it. But if you back out of that screen without hitting the X button and saving those settings, everything goes back to what it was before. So I can change everything I want to, 
But if I don't hit the save when I exit out of that screen, right, Dalton, right, Keegan, all those guys, if I don't hit the save button, it's all gone again. I didn't save those settings. I didn't apply them to the game. This is how a lot of people live their spiritual lives. They may look like they changed some things, but they haven't applied the changes in their mind. It may look good from the outside, but their situations in life haven't changed. When we're at church, we change the settings. I'm good. I'm at church. They played my favorite song today. I'm good. I went to the altar today. I'm good. That was a good message today. Well, maybe not today. I'm good. When I surround myself with other believers, I get things right in that moment. But here's the problem. Those settings might have changed, but when you leave and you go home and you're by yourself again, if you haven't applied what God's word says in your mind and what the Holy Spirit speaks to you, if you haven't applied that and saved that in your mind, you're going right back to your problems that you had. It don't matter what you did here if you haven't had a transformed mind. You can feel good, you can come to the altar, you can cry, you can worship, but if you haven't changed your mind and let God transform that, you're still going to have your issues and problems that you've always been dealing with. You go through it and you can't figure out how to fix it. You've cried and cried about it, but you keep going back to the same junk. You've shouted about it some, but you keep going back. You've even prayed about it, but you keep going back and you ask yourself, why does this still keep happening to me? Why does it still happen to me over and over again? I thought I was over that stuff and now I'm right back in it. Change your mind. The same things over and over again. I go to church, God, I'm tithing, I pray more often. It's not a problem with your settings. You have not applied the changes in your mind. You've not let God transform your mind. And until you apply these changes in your life, you're going to keep going back to those same problems. And there's all kinds of people in here that are dealing with it. Going back and back and back and back. We never let God and his word change our mind. This morning, change my mind. God, change my mind. Change my mind, Holy Spirit. Do what you want to do in my mind so that I won't go back to the things that have drugged me down for years. Change my mind. Because whatever I'm doing on my own, it's not working. I've dealt with this in my life and tried to do things on my own and it doesn't work. I think I can change things. It doesn't happen for me. There's people in this church this morning that used to be alcoholics. And I'll use the word drunkards, Sam, if Sam's here. He taught me that. It says drunkards in the Bible. All right? There's people that were hooked on drugs. There's people that are addicted to pornography. And they got to a point in their life, I said used to, they got to a point in their life where they said, enough is enough. I'm tired of this. And they had a change of mind. I'm tired of the same old, same old. I'm tired of this dragging me down day after day after day. 
I need to change my mind. They got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And they finally said, that's enough. I'm done with this stuff. I'm not just going to change who I hang around with. I'm not just going to change my attitude. I want to change my mind. I don't want to go back there anymore. I can point people out to you in here that have come to that decision. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to change my mind. And if you can get it in your head to change your mind, it doesn't matter what or who comes up against you. Even the devil and all of hell cannot prevail against you once you change your mind. Nothing can stop you. He'll give you the strength to say, that's how I used to live, but I don't live that way anymore. And you'll be able to tell people that. Those old friends that come around, hey, you want to do this again? Nope. I've changed my mind. I've made a change in my life. I don't need to do that stuff anymore. And they look at you like, yeah, whatever. You'll be back. But when you've changed your mind, you know you don't want to go back. You don't want to go back. He's going to give you the strength to say, I don't live that way anymore. I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. We need to understand in here that the devil cannot just do anything he wants to you. Hello? The devil cannot just do whatever he wants to you. People can't do what they want to you. Once you've changed your mind. When you let God change your mind, you'll have a different life and there's not a thing anyone can do about it. Do me a favor to break up the silence. Lean over to your neighbor. Say, I'm changing my mind. Oh, that was terrible. I'm changing my mind. Some of you guys need a breakthrough in here this morning. You are that person that keeps going back to the same sin, the same struggle, the same battle, and you need a breakthrough today. You need your mind to be changed by what this book says and by what the Holy Spirit speaks into you. You are here this morning. I know you're here. You need your mind changed, and you need to start believing what God says about you. You've got to decide this morning that you've had enough, and you're not going to keep going back to the same old, same old. You're going to walk out of here different today. I'm believing that for people in here right now, that you are going to walk out of this church different today if you respond to what God puts on your heart. And you tell him, God, I want my mind changed. I want to be different. I'm tired of this. And some of you might say, well, Rick, it's always been this way in my family for as long as I can remember. Anybody heard that before? It's just my family. That's how we've always been. It's baloney. It's an excuse. You're here right now and it's up to us to break generational curses. We can do that with God's help. When people say it just runs in the family, I read this quote, you tell them this is where it runs out. So many people use that excuse. It's just, just how we are. Well, put a stop to it. Change the direction for the future family that you're going to have. And the ones after that. Change it. 
As long as you keep believing that you'll never see things change in your life and you keep believing what the devil's feeding you, you're not going to change your mind. It's not going to happen for you. But if you'll get a hold of what this book says, and I, and, I, and I hit this over the head all the time with our teenagers, how important it is to read this every day, it's on them to do it. It's on you to do it. This is life. Why does it just sit? This is, the, this is what gives us a life and gives us the word and gives us what we need to get through things. Yet so many of us just leave it sitting. And I've told our teenagers that this is important. The, the day, two days, three days, a week before you know it, you haven't picked this up in a week or two. And I guarantee you, when they come to me and say, I'm struggling with this, it's the first, one of the first things I ask them. You've been in your word? You've been praying? No. It's, it's really that simple, guys. God can change your mind if you're in this and you're communicating with him every single day. Every day. Because I'm telling you what, the devil's not taking a day off. We might, but he's not. Battle. It's an everyday battle. You can't afford to take days off. One thing tonight, this morning when you come up to pray, and I've told the kids this too, you kind of get a taste of what goes on on Wednesdays. Sometimes we come up to the altar and we get emotional. Emotions are a good thing. God gave them to us. But sometimes that's all we do. I cried. Wow. Have you changed? Or did you get up from that altar and just walk back and keep doing the same things you were doing before? So you got to be careful when you come down here. Not to just get emotional. But let a change happen. Let that repentance happen. I'm shifting the direction of my life now. And when I leave here, I'm going to be different. I want to be different. God, help me transform my mind. I'm going to speak to people in here. You don't have to raise your hand. This is a common thing. Um, and some of you guys know my story with depression. I want to hit on depression just for a minute. Uh, because it's a, <clears throat> an attack that the enemy is dumping on the world like crazy right now. Um, I remember the, what I went through and how much I hurt. And some of you are wondering why I put a bet out here on the stage, just a little object lesson of me as a teenager into my early 20s. I hope this holds. But I would sit in my bed for two and a half years and I'd cry. I wonder why things couldn't work out like I thought they needed to work out. I was hurting every single day, but I wore a mask. Make everybody think I was good. The devil had put all kinds of thoughts in my mind and sometimes I would just lay in bed at night crying and I'd put my hands just like they do in a casket. And I'd imagine myself dead. Saying, I don't even want to be here anymore. 
I don't want to be here anymore. And I just think about it and think about it and think about it. And I'd fall asleep like that night after night. So I know those of you that deal with depression, what side of that's like. I know what it's like. I know how deep it hurts. I battled it. I battled it and battled it. And I thought I'd given it up. I'd go to the altar. I'd get emotional. And I'd go right back to the feeling the same way. I hadn't let God change my mind about who I was in Him. And I remember the day that broke off of me and like I said earlier, I was standing at an altar about in that area of the church we were at. I just lifted my hands. It was as simple as this. And I said, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of all these thoughts in my mind. I'm sick of feeling this way. I want to change. And I walked out of that church that day different. I no longer cried myself to sleep. I started reading this and applying it and saving those settings in my mind. That this is who I am in God. This is not the life that he chose for me, for me to be defeated every day. He wants me to live and live life abundantly and have joy and happiness. And that's why that, that I don't know, I'm goofy. That's what comes out of me now. I remember where I was. And I know I'm never going back there. Because he changed my mind. I don't think that way anymore. I can remember it. That's not who I am anymore. And sometimes when you have this change in your life, and I've seen this happen too, the devil will attack you even harder. You thought it was bad then. Wait till you decide to change your mind. And watch him come after you. And there's going to be times, okay, I, st- I still have some thoughts with this depression, but I don't go to where I was. I realize I don't belong there. And just like somebody getting over alcohol or drugs or pornography, you may slip up, but the difference is now you understand I don't belong here. I may have tripped up, but I'm not going to stay here. The prodigal son, he realized, this isn't for me. This is not where I belong. I want to go back. So if you slip up, you know, just like pig or sheep in the mud, we are not the pigs anymore. When we ask Christ into our life and into our heart, we are a sheep with a shepherd. If you throw a pig and a sheep into a mud hole, the pig's going to love it and stay there. But the sheep now, even if you stumble and mess up, you realize this is not where I belong. I'm getting up and getting out of here. The praise team would come up. Ephesians 4, 23 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. 
There it is in the scripture. Philippians 4, 8, 9, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Change my mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. Some of you guys in here this morning need to change your mind. You need God to come in and transform it and stop thinking like you've been thinking. Stop doing the things you've been doing because that's not what he has for you. You've been deceived into thinking that's how it's always going to be. But God's here to tell you this morning, I can change that for you. And you can be in here and be a Christian and dealing with things that you just keep going back to. And God says, I want to transform your mind completely to things that I want to see done in your life. Change my mind, Jesus. Before anything else can get lined up in your life, you need God to change your mind with what he says in his word and what the Holy Spirit pours into you. Change your mind.